Independent wrestling is pretty damn fucking cool. We're sitting down in the spotlight and squirt circle with Rhino. We're trying to bring more awareness to the independent professional wrestling scene. Undoubtedly thankful for anybody that just decided to tune in and actually liked us enough to keep listening. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Raleigh Factor, a podcast highlighting Midwestern independent wrestling. My name is AC Raleigh, and I'd like to thank you for listening. The Raleigh Factor is part of the Grapple Talk Network. Check out all the great shows on iTunes, Podbean, and wherever you get your podcasts. Odds are, it's probably there. Thank you very much for listening again. And first and foremost, I'd just like to apologize for how fucking long it took me to get this out to you. Uh, This episode was recorded uh, to recap RCCW's Broken Hearts and Broken Bones, which was on February 9th. The actual recap was recorded on the 11th, that following uh, two days, so Friday to Sunday, that's when we recorded it. And then it just kind of stayed in my phone in limbo. A lot of stuff been going on lately. Uh, Things are going well with the job. Uh, A lot of stuff on the road and also been moving. Moving into my new place, which I'm kind of here temporarily. Then I move once again in April. So this is kind of my, uh, I, I guess, halfway home, squatting home. I don't want to say halfway home because that's an actual thing. And that's not exactly why. That's why I don't want to classify it as that. But some sort of home that is not necessarily my home. But uh, in April, I move again. So it's been a lot of moving out of my old place into this place. Uh, getting stuff packed. Kind of not re- not really unpacking because why would I do that if I'm going to have to just pick up and move again? Um, also, I'm lazy. I'm I'm lazy. I don't want to do this stuff sometimes. Uh, not to say that I don't like doing it. It's just uh, case in point, starting this introduction, uh, this is probably my 10th take. And uh, sometimes I just get mad and then I just get more flustered and here we are. But again, thank you very much for listening. Thank you for the patience. Hopefully there's been enough stuff uh, for content for the Grapple Talk Network. I know there has because I've been listening to it on the way up and down the road for uh, for wrestling shows. So hopefully you're getting entertained with that. You don't want to listen to me anyway. So, I mean, <laughs> uh, what am I wasting my time with? But anyways, uh, if you are listening, I appreciate the time and uh, the dedication and the patience, as I had mentioned uh, previously. But uh, again, we talked about broken hearts, broken bones. I sat down with regular guy gaming, another uh, fellow broadcaster on the network. We kind of talked about uh, things that we liked, things we didn't like, uh, things we probably would have improved in hindsight. And we just kind of sat down after a wrestling show. Go figure. When we were kind of hot on the well, striking while the iron's hot is the expression, and I fucked it up already. But I'm not going to retake it because I'm way too deep at this point. But there you go. We got more stuff to talk about. Talk about the uh, Kevin Sullivan seminar that I got to uh, attend in between episodes. That was a great experience. I just kind of want to share a little bit of that. But let's uh, let's focus on what's to come. The recap of RCCW's Broken Hearts, Broken Bones. That'll be right after the break. We're going to just take a quick one. It won't be too long. Get right into the recap. You're listening to The Rally Factor, part of the Grapple Talk Network. We'll be right back. It's not about the shoes. It's about knowing where you're going. Not forgetting where you started. It's about having the courage to fail. Not breaking when you're broken. 
taking everything you've been given and making something better. It's about work before glory and what's inside of you is doing what they say you can't. It's not about the shoes. It's about what you do in them. It's about being who you were born to be. Hello, wrestling fans. Cole Cabana coming to you live from the one-hour tease arena in beautiful Chicago, Illinois. The pro wrestling action has been great so far, as you can see. Joey really dominating the ring so far. There's a beautiful belly-to-back suplex. And, uh-oh. Looks like Joey's shirt has been ripped. What's up with that? You ripped my shirt. Let's go check an instant replay, see exactly what happened there. You can see Joey's shirt ripped from the collar, and that's not good when you're trying to wear your pro wrestling T-shirt. Man, you ripped my shirt. It's my only shirt. Joey. Hey, it looks like Ryan from One Hour Tees just threw Joey Ryan a brand new T-shirt. Thanks, pro wrestling tees. ProWrestlingTees.com, over 3,000 wrestling t-shirts designed and sold by pro wrestlers. Wrestlers such as Steve Austin, CM Punk, Macho Man, Nick Foley, DDP, Andre the Giant, Jake the Snake, Hexaw, Jim Duggan, Scott Hall, Ted DiBiase, Colt Cabana, Joey Ryan, Cliff Compton, and the entire Bullet Club. All stores owned by pro wrestlers. Support pro wrestling today and visit ProWrestlingTees.com. You kicked my ass today, by the way. I really did. You fucked me up. Beat the shit out of you. <laughs> fucked me up today. That's that's how it works. But anyways. Anyway. Riley Factor recap. Uh, another another double shot in the books. Yep. You and me yep. doing making shows and making towns. Yep, yeah. Again. People people seem to reasonably enjoy us because we still get booked. Guess so. Yeah. So uh, we're going to talk RCCW. Might throw a little bit of Midwest All-Star in there, but, I mean, honestly, half the stuff, I, you know, when we were trying to figure out uh, where Steve Sardom was. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, honestly, it wasn't looking at most of the most of the show. So I figured well, we had to figure out our match. We were the main it, event. and Yeah. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk more River City and then maybe just throw a couple notes of MAW okay. at, the, at the end to wrap things up. Just to kind of summarize the full weekend. But anyways, uh, talking about River City Championship Wrestling, uh, 140 people showed up. Good. Um, got about a good upswing, actually, the past three shows. I think there was a little bit closer to 200 for January with Colt and Swoggle. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think there was like roughly about 120 at the... At the November show, but we're not dropping. We, I'm saying that like, but I'm, I mean, RCCW is not dropping below triple digits. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not a good upswing. That's the yep. good thing, and that's that was the reason I want to double check about the November drawing as well because it's like, oh well, did you have a good number? Because blank, but then it's like, well, what was the number for that? It's like, okay, November was good, January is better, and February not. Maybe not as good as January, but not not. not bad. And there were no names, and yeah. we're still triple digits. Yeah. That's good. That's how it works. That's impressive. That's, like, really cool. Yeah, and honestly, it was it was really entertaining just because literally every show but lacrosse in the Midwest canceled because of the snow. But and we got, like, lucky. The, the pocket, mm-hmm. the way it worked was, like, there was just a little bit of snow. Like, the cities, we only got... We didn't. I think we got sprinkled. Right. So like, it was just a paveway of like destiny to yeah. go down to RCCW. And we got all of our snow on the Thursday on the eighth. So then Friday comes around. Everything was nice and bright. 
and all that fun stuff. Anyways, let's get into the show here, uh, into the breakdown of the show. So first, first match we'll talk about was the uh, was a pre-open, uh, uh, the pirate as he's affectionately yep. called, uh, Johnny Swashbuckle against Nathan Edwards. Yep. Uh, kind of a first time ever, which again I like. I like the idea of the pre-show usually being like that rookie showcase match because it really highlights what RCCW is about, mm-hmm. is that it's a melting pot. It you know, really you guys, is. Because, I mean, the talent roster is guys from Iowa, guys yep. from the cities, guys from Milwaukee, guys from uh, the Green Bay Oshkosh area. Yep. You know, they might, you know some companies might have their discretions, mm-hmm. but everybody comes in here and it's... It's a true melting exactly. pot. So, I mean, I, it was... A, Another case of a melting pot in the pre-show with mm-hmm. Swashbuckle and Nathan Edwards. I don't think they've ever worked each other. Um, not to mention, I don't think they've even worked in the same companies together. I don't think so. Nathan Edwards has done, you know, IWA Mid South, IPW, Three uh, XW, I believe. Yep. Um, Showtime Championship Wrestling. Like he's been, a, he's been all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have Swash, who has been primarily in Wisconsin. Uh, proving Gra- proving ground pro in Illinois. I mean, he gets around as well. It's just they've never been in that it's same like area. It's like this, yeah. It's, yeah, and it's not even. And that's the thing. It's not like, oh well, this guy's here on this show, and then just that guy wasn't it there. Just it's happens, like, they just yeah, haven't. They haven't been in a in the same you know promotion mm-hmm. until this Friday. So, what did you think of the pre show? Um, I watched the match, and honestly, it was a good like. It was. For Swashbuckle, what's what's his name again? His Johnny Swashbuckle. Johnny Swashbuckle. You just you call him the pirate. That's what the pirate. The pirate. That's what HR Honey does. He's been around for a while. He has to be. He Who? had to. Have. Johnny, uh, the um, the pirate. He's been around since uh, late or early 2010s. 2010s. So he's still a couple years in. Couple like three because he's good. About five six. Five six. So same as me then. Except for I probably all I'm saying is like I think 2014. If at, don't oh, quote me on that. But oh, okay. But 2014 is okay. Out, I, want to I like what I saw from him. Yeah, most definitely he was on point. His spacing was good. Um, I liked his strikes. His strikes were on point. I liked his strikes. I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed him. He was really entertaining. Um, you know. So I mean, that's how I feel about that. Um, them working together. It was it was good. There were a few times when, you know, Nathan was a little not where he needed to be. Mm-hmm. You could tell that Swashbuckle was waiting for him uh-huh. to get to his spot. And a lot of that is just, you know, first time ever working with a guy that you yeah. don't know. And, you know, in theory, anybody can mesh together. But then if you don't have that chemistry, which you don't know until you get in the ring, mm-hmm. you know, then it's just like... You know, it doesn't work out that way, you know, because then you kind of learn different styles. You learn different training methods, everything, because, again, you have Edwards, who comes from Iowa training, and you have uh, Swashbuckle, who got trained by Angel Armani. It's completely different training backgrounds. So Good match. Yeah, I mean, good, good, good way to kick off the crowd. I think there was one point where um, there was a whiff. Uh, whether it was a chop or a strike that just, it was, the, it was a chop. It yeah. was a chop whiff. Yeah, where where you know nobody home literally chopped the air, yeah. and the crowd kind of <laughs> got lost in that point. They're like, "Oh, this is bullshit." Yeah, but it was good to know that even though that happened, the crowd was still with them when the match was over. Yes, because it was because yes. I mean that's happened plenty of times where somebody does a whiff and they're like, oh fuck this the shit. Finish this was is nice and clean, and then the match know. is yep. over and they're like, ah fuck, I don't give a shit. Yeah, most definitely though, I can, I can, you can, 
Nathan, from the first time we saw him till then, which is literally a year ago, mm-hmm. definitely improved. Absolutely. Definitely a much better worker. I can honestly say that. Well, you, I mean, a lot of that just comes from, I mean, look at, look at his... Uh, Look at his background. Look at his uh, look at his resume. I guess, so to speak. Yeah, you know, he's, you're right. He's working a lot, working hard. He's going to um, Missouri is actually another place I yeah. mentioned. Him and his uh, girlfriend uh, Brooke Valentine. Mm-hmm. You know, they're traveling. They're making shows. Um, oh, I'm sorry. He didn't get trained by IPW. He got trained yes, by. Yes, he El- did. I thought he got trained by Elgin. He's, he is being trained by Elgin right now. He okay, was so, with IPW. Now so he got trained by IPW, IPW and now yeah. he's doing his finishing game with Elgin. El- with Elgin. He's okay, finishing off with Elgin, yeah. I, I was about to say, it's like, oh, he's I was like, oh, he's going to Missouri for, oh, shit, I completely forgot who he got trained by. Um, but yeah, so I mean, he's 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 working hard. He's, you know, doing good shit. Um, There's you know, still room for improvement. Well, that's, sure. again, if, yeah. if, you're, if you learn everything and you have a perfect match, quit. That's a good point. That's, that's the end all be all. But you have, you know, you know, both guys are doing good stuff. Nathan Edwards is, uh, you know, definitely keeping busy. Uh, Swash has, you know, I don't think he's necessarily wrestling with Ring of Honor, but he's definitely been asked, you know, to, you know, he's yeah. definitely helped to, you know, with their setup and everything. So he's at least got to do stuff with the Ring of Honor because they don't just let anybody do that. They don't do that. You're so. right. The dude, man, that pirate guy looked crisp. Like yeah. he's in twenty. I'm not, I'm not quoting you, but if it's if he's really only been wrestling that long. Wow. Yeah. I wish I caught on like that. That's, that's all it takes is just, you know, the... Well, I, I think... I don't think... I don't remember if I told I was talking about this with you. Um, oh, it was. It was you. Where we were saying that, you know... Drunk me or this me? I think it was probably this you. Okay. Um, just the... It might have been drunk you, though. But anyways, um, the, the general idea that you can get trained by the person that is, you know, undisputedly... It was you and yeah, me talking about that. Yeah, un, no. Uh, undisputedly... You could have the guy that is the best trainer. Like, uh, let's in the say, world. L- like, let's say Nick Dinsmore. Yep. So, who's one of the best trainers out so, there? So, so say you got trained by Eugene, and everybody across the world is saying Nick Dinsmore, Eugene is the best wrestling trainer on the planet, mm-hmm. and nobody's arguing that. Everybody agrees wholeheartedly. It's like if you can get trained by Eugene, that's the best guy. Yeah. So, and that's not to shit on anybody else. This, you know, this is just this is just strictly hypothetical. Maybe he is the best trainer, but maybe there's some better. But anyways, we're we're going down a rabbit hole. Um, so you can get trained by the best trainer in this case, or, hypothetically, or, it's the, or the worst. You can get trained by the best trainer and still be the shits. Yep, exactly. Because it's not about who trains you. I mean, that's obviously good for recognition mm-hmm. and uh, you know credibility. Mm-hmm. But if you don't give a shit. And you know you get you get literally the best training on the planet, hands down, and you don't do anything with it, then it doesn't matter. That can also make you look even worse to people. Yeah, it's like you got trained at the academy, and like even right now, saying the academy, there are a shit yeah. ton of people that know what 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 I'm talking. And, and that's about. the biggest thing too, because you can get trained by you know the academy by eugene whoever and then you know somebody here is like oh yeah you know oh he's trained by eugene oh he must be really good because eugene's a solid worker that's what's yeah, that's what and then hear. you yep. have a terrible match and like oh man, oh, man. Like, it's like because then it's not it's it's a reflection of how bad you are but it's also a reflection of how bad that school must be at ipw actually um i remember years ago when i was training there they actually made it very clear uh, ts aggressor he made a really good point 
He was like, you know, we know you guys are going to go out. You're going to wrestle other places, you know, because their training is like, it's really, really in-depth. It's really good. You should see this big thing. They, they have a paper, like a, almost a book of the idea and psychology and so on. And he, he, he said just that. He was like, you know, when you go out there, you're not, you're representing IPW. Right. You know, they're going to go, where did this guy train at? He mm-hmm. trained at IPW. Right. So if you shit the bed... That's going to look bad for them. Right. Absolutely. So then moving on to the first match, it was uh, myself and Colin Brooks. The whole gimmick was that it was supposed to be a tag match. Um, fucking hilarious. Fucking. <laughs> so so initially, this, this is what happened. So it was supposed to be a tag title match. Um, Cal Creed, uh, he, who was supposed to be at the show... He's already booked for Showtime, which I hear did great both days. Yep. Um, He's just a good worker. So he he was booked, but the whole gimmick was that he was at Taco Fest because Cal likes tacos. <laughs> um, so then... Cal loves tacos. So then in theory... Yeah, he does. Um, <laughs> so in theory, then it's like, okay, well, it's supposed to be Riley and Nick. And then we get out to realize... <laughs> I'm drawing this out, uh, but it's worth it. It's worth so, it when you say so it. So Nick comes out... He has a crutch. He he has his ankle is taped. I'm building up to it. Okay, okay. He, he has a crutch. His ankles are taped. He has a sling for his arm. He has a neck brace. He basically looks like he uh, he got hit by a truck. Both his legs are all. Oh, he had the knee brace. He had the he had, knee braces had, on both his legs. He took one of them off because well, he couldn't like oh, okay. he couldn't get up the stairs. But um. <laughs> So he's walking around looking like he he's like the the poster boy for a <laughs> yeah. uh, lawyer prove- yes. you know, talking about accidents and you know suing whoever. Um, Basically acting like the match with Maru murdered him, even though it didn't. There are was- you referring to yourself in third person now? Oh fuck, I did. That's you, weird. You okay, Rock? <laughs> the match with me like it murdered him when we only yeah. did two moves. Yeah. So <laughs> so yeah, we did this we did this whole thing. So then tag titles weren't going to be defended. No, no, but then he draw. He get he got mad and threw down his crutches yep. to throw a fit. But then quick picked him up. Like, oh wait, I'm hurt. That was awesome. So then uh, everybody downstairs, we all popped. Yeah. When that when when he did that, Nick's good shit. He's he's he he knows how to. He knows his. He knows. He knows how to be a character. He does. Um, and still get the people to hate him. Yep. So it's just like right now. Can I say this? Like right now, I feel there's a problem of heels. That are so good at being heels that they start to get over. Yeah, they're they're starting to get over. But Nick is so good at making the crowd laugh, but then reminding them why they hate him. Right. All right. Go ahead. Absolutely. So then the uh, it got turned into a singles gimmick. So then myself took on Colin Brooks, and then Adam Grace had to get. Uh, we had to figure out an opponent for Adam Grace. We'll get to that a little bit later. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, so the match, match too. So the match uh, was me and Colin. Yep. Colin and I have worked a couple times. Um, you could tell. And ultimately, it's been one of those things, you know, with the Gus Pyre and uh, just working, you know, at, at Now or RWA or anything like that. It's always been, like, for example, the RWA match. You know, we put on a good match, mm-hmm. but the crowd didn't know Colin. Yep. But they knew me. Yep. But, I mean, ultimately, they're not going to cheer for the heel. And it, it, that was a really good... I know we're not talking about that, but that was a really good match, but they had no damn clue exactly. who Colin was. And so, I mean, that was the unfortunate thing, but ultimately, um, it was, you know, it was one... Especially after that RWA show, I said, I was like, man, if we could have had that match in, like, a lacrosse or an RCCW or a WPW where people... Oh, yeah. Where people both knew us. 
then it, it would have gone by and large a lot better. Yeah. So I think a lot of it, you know, because, you know, then we kind of build into this. You had a match. And, um, again, I've worked with Colin plenty of times. I yep. always love working with Colin. You tell because you guys did really um, well. There was at one point because, I mean, there was, there was a couple times I think I just kind of like, you know, f- forgot where I was at some point. So, like, for example, uh got the Daniel Bryan knee. And then I was, like, laying down, like, why isn't he pinning me right now? I was like, oh, that's because yeah. he's not supposed to. And then yep. I was like, oh, I'm yep. in the corner yep. now. Yep. And, then, yep. and then he does There were a couple awkward spots. There but was, you guys fixed uh, the, the crowd wouldn't have noticed right. it. The crowd yeah, didn't notice I talked it. We to, noticed it as workers. I, I talked to Vic after the show. Uh, it was like, hey, what what'd you think of the opener? And he's like, kind of seemed like you were a little off. Am I wrong? And I was like, yeah, I, I definitely – like, and he's like, well – the match wasn't well, bad. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Like, because I, I was kind of, like, explaining this and that. I was like, you don't need to beat yourself up, Bob. The match was fine. Yep, but, yep. I mean, he wasn't wrong. It was just, you know. Yep. I don't know. It, I, it's one of those things where you kind of, like, why was that? Like, what was wrong? Because, like, you know, overall, the, you know, Monday or that Friday was fine. Had, you know, normal job, this and that, everything like that. I think I was a little bit annoyed because I got stuck at work a lot longer than I didn't, that I planned to be. Because mm-hmm. I wanted to get and in the you ring. Think that, you think that kind of... I think it's. I'm guessing a lot. Like part of it might be that I just didn't get to really do anything in the in the mat beforehand, which you normally get a chance. So to it's go like out usually, like that. usually if I get there earlier, I can kind of work out a little bit. You yep. Know, I wanted to go over some uh, some. I wanted to kind of refresh some of the drills I did with Armani, mm-hmm. and just kind of you know loosen up a little bit. I don't. I'm, I'm guessing. So were you pretty? Yeah. Wait. Yeah. You were stiff as fuck. Then were you then? Like I, just body wise, did, yeah. did you get a chance to warm up really at all? Man? Not really, because it was. You know. It was still a good match. It's yeah. He's right. You don't need to beat yourself up. Right. You, you, you I, know. I think it was just ultimately there was some stuff building up that I just didn't get to loosen up, and I think it was you know kind of running around to get promos and then yeah you were all over the place yeah so I think it was just kind of running around with my head cut off and then ultimately like oh shit we figured Colin out. looked good yeah Colin so. was Colin looked crowd, crowd Colin loved looked the finish good. and that's yep. the important thing is yep that pop is what is was needed yeah. Yep. So then, uh, second match of the night was um, what the hell was it? It was, it was awesome. Sean Priest. Oh yeah. So again, it was it was funny. So we had two tag matches booked for RCCW, and it had zero tag matches. And zero um, tag matches. So yeah. our our reason was actually a storyline. So what was supposed to happen? It was supposed to be uh, Sean Priest and Morbid Angel Heaven and Hell versus. If that's gonna be if that ever happens. I have to say this. Sean Priest is excited for it. Vandy is excited for it. Derek is excited for it. You're excited for yeah. it. Richie's excited for it. That yeah. is going to be something special. Right. And so so you had Heaven and Hell um, against uh, D.W.E. from Thumper's Den and Jay Leo, collectively known as High High IQ. IQ. <laughs> for the record, when Derek told me that a name idea, I was like, I got a perfect name for him. High IQ. And I'm like, God damn it. Yeah. And for for anybody listening, uh, all three of you, um, if if I react, God damn it, it means I like it. I just don't. I don't yeah. want to. He wanna doesn't want to admit. Yep, that's what that means. It, it's yep. like I'm laughing. Yep, I shouldn't be laughing, but I'm laughing. Yep, yep. Um, so basically, what happened is that you know, again, we talked about the snow earlier. There was a lot of snow that uh, got you know Iowa got hit with again. Um, just bad timing, and then you know. Yeah. Um, you know, Jay Leo and uh, Morbid Angel, who were coming from 
Iowa could not make it. Could not make it. So that was unfortunate. But yeah. then the nice thing is that you still had Sean Priest, you still had D.W. Weave. Yep. They worked each other a thousand times because they both come from the Thumper's Den. Yeah, and it was awesome. They have good chemistry, and yes. then it was a singles match, and it still worked out. Yeah, it did work out, and it was they. It was such a good match. I really enjoyed. Like though they looked like they were. It looked like Sean Priest was beating the shit out of what was the other what's what did what's D-W-E. the other guy DWE? What is the gimmick? Because he's got the little spinny hat that he looks like. He's a kid. He, he's just if a you nerd. look at the name, it says D- dweeb. dweeb. Okay, yeah, he and does look, look I mean, nerdy. Here's here's the thing: is that he uh, and Sean Priest. He's, he's supposed to come out to the Revenge of the Nerds talent show music. Uh huh. And then I was talking uh, with Shay, who was running the sound, and he's like, "Well." Uh, the the file you sent me didn't work, so I just gave him weird science like that works. That, uh, that. How, so those two have wrestled a lot. Then. Oh yeah. Oh, okay, because they did this black hole slam. I just have to say it. it oh, was, here we go. I'm just I gonna don't mark care. Out. I've seen a I've seen bad black hole slams. He picked him up, swaying him exactly the way you're supposed to, then brought him the other way, mm-hmm. and they did like a full. Like 360 smack. Wow. Yeah. It was amazing. The crowd popped. It looked like Sean Priest murdered him, and we should have called the cops on him. Probably. Like, 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 called the cops. Attempted murder in that ring. Absolutely. It was amazing. Sean, Sean Priest is good shit. And it looks like he's hitting hard, yeah. too. Well, the, Are they hitting each other hard? He, he, he's affectionately referred to as a potato. Is he potatoing? Is, is, is he snug or is he, he potatoing? Oh, it, it's a mix. It's a mix. Sometimes it's snug. Sometimes it's just straight up potato. That's why, like, <laughs> again, I'm not. Dis- I'm not. I mean, some people don't like that. I love it I don't because care. him and I can like throw elbows and you know just beat the shit out. of you I just there. wish you wouldn't try to knock me out every time you throw an elbow. Okay. I like snug. Well, everybody's gonna be like, "Oh man, it looks like you killed him." I was like, "I kind of did." Because you did. No, but it looks like he's like. Sean Priest, I know DWE is good. I know that. I'm not just just trying to talk about Sean Priest, yes. but he is just really damn good. Yeah, absolutely. You can see it in his work. And that match, you could see in that match that those were veterans that knew what they were doing. And DWE has only been in for about a year, a little over a year. He's been wrestling only what? For roughly in the year ballpark. Are you serious? I am dead serious. Why does he? Who, who is he training with? With the thumpers down. With those guys? Yeah. Well, damn. Wow. That, that I want to go there and train then. Yeah. Frank and uh, Frank and the Bruiser do good shit over there. Wow. That guy that's, looks like he's that's been where, in... That's where D.W. Weave came from. That's where Sean came from. That's where Aesop came from. Aesop Mitchell is that's amazing. Where, uh, that's where um, Sierra, Lena, Sierra's and amazing. They're all... uh, Vanessa came from. Like, all those people are amazing. That school knows what they're doing. Yeah, it was funny because... Um, when Aesop worked uh, Randy Fitzsimmons, uh, they so Randy came back to Oshkosh. You know, Gucci was talking to him, was like, "Hey, I was uh, I was working Aesop." I was like, "Oh, pretty good." Was kind of like working me, and then it, it light flicked on his head. It's like, "Yeah, actually." And I was like, "Oh, because he got trained by the same people that trained me." So I'm sure that was great for Fitzsimmons because then mm-hmm. it's like, "Oh, I know I know how this guy works because mm-hmm. I've worked with a guy like that before." So yeah, I mean another good match. I mean it was able to definitely be another good salvaged, match. Um, the crowd was also they were into that match. Yeah, um, I was. We can't hear, but we can see, and I definitely for that finish, people definitely jumped. Yeah, uh, I'm assuming that Dweeb was the face. Yeah. Okay. Looked like some people were popping though for Sean. 
that crowd is always really weird about heels. No, recently it's. I was gonna no, wait to get into that. They've been they've been popping for heels ever since swag. Ever no, ever since Dojo Boys. Has it been the Dojo, Dojo Boys? Boys? They were, start that. Dojo Boys started out as heel, and then and they the just crowd got too popular. Loved them, loved them, loved them. They turned face. Then Jax came in heel. Loved, loved, loved them, loved them, loved, loved them. Face. And then. Skylar tries to turn heel, kicks him in the nuts. They kick him. Yep, yep. Yep. Check this out. Chase, I know we're not there yet, but Chase McQuay goes out. Pop. Even even It's it's a good segue because that's the next match. Is that the next match? That's the next match. Chase McQuay goes out. Pop. I look at you and I'm like, what the hell's going on? Chase himself even said he stopped and looked. They pop for him. They cheered. It's Chase McCoy. But last show, they booed the shit out of him because he beat the hell out of Aaron Sacrifice. Yep. But yeah, this show, they're like, Chase McCoy, yay! Yeah, and that's, What do you think's going on? I Again, I think it's that crowd. I think they they like heels. You know, it's it's, it's kind of that bizarre world kind of scenario. Because like <laughs> they were booing the hell out of me yeah, and like, Aaron. WWE goes to Canada, at least back in the day, and the heels would get cheered and the... Uh, face get booed. You know, it's just like, okay, something's weird. It's bizarre world. Um, so I think it's, again, I think it's not that they necessarily boo all the heels or cheer all the heels because they're trying to be edgy or whatever. I think it's because the, a lot of heels are super talented and the fans recognize that and they acknowledge that. But the guys in the back, those drunk douches, they're just being assholes. Oh, they're just smarks. Yeah, they're that's, those. They're that's just all smarts. you need to say about is. All right, fine, 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 fine. fine. I'll leave it alone. But again, I think uh, you know because you have the Doja Boys who were healed, got turned face because the fans. But were, that's just good work. Again, they're good workers. I think that's what's happening. Jack Chase was getting cheered because this. And aren't was aren't you getting cheered too? A little bit. Yeah. But and that's the thing is that. Jax, you know, when he started getting cheered, that's when he was like doing stuff with Ring of Honor and yep. you know everything. Um, Sierra and Vanessa get cheered. While they're being heels, they got cheered. Did, did they get cheered today? I mean, not today. Why do I think RCCW was today? Because it wasn't. It wasn't. I don't think they got cheered. I, they have been though. Okay. okay. Like anytime there's like you know for example if there's a a match graphic with Vanessa or Sierra, everybody's like yeah let's go Sierra let's go Vanessa it's just like they're heels. You should not be reacting that way. <laughs> um, so yeah, Chase and the four way was a the four way. Yeah, City of Lacrosse five way. Uh, four way. Okay, four way. Four way. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute. Okay. Um, Chase came out. Uh, you had Aaron. You had Nathan Sensation make a return after being gone for a while, and then obviously you as the City Lacrosse champion. And, and then, then the kids, of course. Yeah, and then I come out because I mean it was the, awesome. It worked well. The former City Lacrosse <laughs> champion doesn't even get an invite. Um, the best part is I was wrapping it up, and as I was yelling at Derek, I saw him was like, "Come on, take it home. Like you know, hurry up because we're running out of time." I was like, I'm just doing what I'm doing. I Um, actually like the fact that you went longer. I actually like the fact that you just, it seems like you just said, fuck it. I'm going to milk this. We're live, pal. I love the, is this, my bad. No. Is this, I'm just saying we're live. Oh, okay. Fuck it, we're live. Yeah. Yeah. I like the fact that you did that. I could tell, it worked. Like it really, it helped. And it was like people were booing, boo-boo, this and that. And you're like, no, blah, 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 yeah. blah, You got in the ring. The ramblings of an ass. Yeah, blah, blah. You're not going to this. Because what it really did was it really made the people think that Maru's retaining. Yeah. He's beating. He's going to beat the streak. So he's basically, gonna, so basically yeah. the whole gimmick is that I come out. I'm talking shit to everybody. Take a heart punch from Nathan. Yep. 
take a code breaker from Aaron right into the small drop. Small drop. And well, the thing I hated about it was that when I powdered, um, because those ropes suck for the bottom rope if you try to roll out. Yeah. So I struggled to roll you out the ring. get stuck. I saw you get but stuck. But then I got stuck because yep, then Chase was just like sprawled out. And I was like, come on, man. Like help kick me out or something. Get me out of here. Yeah, no, he's not going to do and that. And then they carted me off and you guys were going to Nah, nah, That was great. Nah, nah, Thank you. That was great because then, because that was the important thing about that whole scenario is that you guys shouldn't have gone into your match while I was being pulled out. Yeah, and, and it was there. So I noticed that there was some awkward silence because it worked. What, yeah. what you did worked, but it was like, okay, you know what? We need to do something with this. So I jumped up yep. and did the na 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 goodbye, and it worked. So everybody's focused on that. Yep. And then when I'm out, you guys can go. And then when you're out, Aaron ran right after, which is the feud right now, Chase and Aaron. Yep. Aaron ran right after Chase. Chase is not a coward or afraid. He's just smart. So Chase McCoy got, went underneath the ring. I don't want to go step by step because I still have the match memorized. Jesus. Sorry, I still have it memorized. Um, but then uh, he jumped on Nathan. I jumped on him. What did you think of the match? I loved it. I, I think it was... Uh, Could you tell that Nathan got hurt for real? Uh, he, his MCL may something, be gone. Something seemed off. Yep. With it, but it's like sometimes those people fall on a weird scenario. Like They just kind of fall weird or they get hit weird and like... It's like, oh, that looked ugly. And then it's like, that's because it was ugly. What do you think of the, his DDT he, they did off the apron? Dope. That pop. Did you see me pop? I threw Chase McCoy. Chase basically tried to murder himself on the the beer. The, you know where they serve uh, the, the, counter. What, the, the counter? He First, he used my head to test the... <laughs> Use my head to test the table, and he went. I'm not going through that shit. <laughs> and then he looked around, and he was like, "All right, throw me into that. Here we go, boom!" And he just murders himself. And I even heard that thing almost break. And I'm like, "Chase is crazy." So as I'm going up there, Nathan Sensation is like, "Dude, sacrifice DDT me now!" And Aaron just went flying, grabbed him, boom, off the apron, DDT onto the ground, and I. I marked. I was like, that looked amazing. Holy crap. Yeah. And then I forgot I needed to be in the ring ready for Aaron to get up. Because it was so, it looked so like, cool. Oh my God. Oh shit. Yep. I need to go in the ring, him and I. And then this is what pissed me off. We get in the ring. <clears throat> the kid started immediately. One tough kid, Maru. You know, one tough kid, Maru. But then we started hearing, you both suck. You both suck. Now I said, let's not. I know you said, let's not give them much attention. So that's fine. We shouldn't. But it's my first time dealing with it like that. How loud that that was. Yeah. That's my first time. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was like it threw me off, and you know we we did our thing. We worked. We did the day one stuff. You know. Yeah. It was fun. Okay, yep. go ahead. And, and that's, again, like the, I told you this initially, and I'll say it again, and it's on the record that, you know, smarks are smarks. You can't really change their opinion. They And the, the biggest thing about a smark is that you ignore it because ultimately the promoter... Vic, Vic said the same The promoter thing. still gets their fucking money. Yeah. I mean, if they're, if they're talking shit, talking shit, and they didn't get paid, fuck them. Yeah. But... If they if they're talking shit and they paid they paid their ticket and yeah. more than likely they paid at the gate which is more expensive, 
hey, they, they paid 12 bucks to have their opinion. And the, and the important thing, again, was that the kids were trying to drown out. The kids were trying. That is true. They so were that, trying. So that means yeah. that the kids are doing something. I mean, you called them out in the after intermission, but, I mean, again, that was good because then the the fan you know the fans parents they saw the that. parents were like uh huh uh huh and then it's then you're defending the sport yeah but then you're just kind of saying like hey fuck yourself but also I did it in the nicest way possible yeah. I ha- Vic Vic was like Isaac just let it go and mm-hmm. I was like I but I had to you know what yeah. I mean you know it's like this is for the kids I, I just had to so I did it in the nicest way possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but again, it's just, you know, Smarks are just... So, let's, let's go to the surprise thing that people didn't see coming. Yeah, so... Uh, we so, had, yeah. A fan got in the ring. Fan got in the ring. Yeah. And there was other fans that were about to beat that dude's ass. So, I got worried. A fan gets in the ring, and I'm looking. There's a dude getting up, and I'm like, um... Um, what do we do now? Do we break kayfabe? Because this guy is about to stop this. You know what I mean? <laughs> Thankfully, the Aaron guy was like, oh, you know, he, uh, yeah. the Braun is his name or whatever. Thankfully, the situation was controlled enough uh-huh. to where no other fan tried to stop that fan. Uh-huh. I'll let you take over from there. Oh, yeah, sure. So, rolls in the ring, uh, beats the shit out of you. Yeah. And then covers Aaron, rolls wow. out, and then ref, one, two, three, new champion. No, he didn't roll out. He stayed there. He forced the ref. Yeah. Ben was like, well, he went one, two, and he hesitated. And the fan went, do it. Three. Yep. New champion. The guy stands over me. He takes his mask off. And who the hell was it? It was Aesop Mitchell. Aesop Mitchell. He had been gone for like, what, three, two, three months? Yeah, one month. One month. He's been gone he for. Was a gone month. for he, he yeah, was, he was gone January. He was gone. He was in the crowd the entire time. Yep. With the people, jumps in the ring, and right as I hit my finish on Aaron, and I was, I had it literally. It was like one, two. Fan jumps up on the rope apron. I'm like, whoa, we. And then it gets serious when a fan does that. Yeah. No, no it was Aesop. That's not supposed to happen. It was Aesop the whole time. It was, uh, you, you pierce the veil, so to speak. Yeah. The veil, uh, the veil of wrestler and fan. You, so, new, so new champion, Aaron. Aaron sacrifice, and he deserves it. He deserve, Aaron sacrifice deserves it. He's a good kid. Yep. So I gave him a hug. I, and I, I say that, and he's like, I think he's like a couple years older than me. But he's a good kid. He's older than you, but but in the business, you know, you know, you know how that kind of works. Yeah. Anyway, I gave him a big hug, and you know he he actually he actually tried to give me the title back, and you know oh no it was he deserved it. It's his title. Sure. He has a chance to try and defend that yeah. against Chase. It was great because he's like I I haven't had so many autographs at, at intermission so check, before. Yep, check this out. He was sitting down in one spot with the title, and I went up to him and I was like, "You are the champion now." Okay, we're breaking kayfabe. I was like, "I think we already have done right. that. Aaron. You are the champion now. You need to get up and walk around and let them see that. They mm-hmm. want to see you. He gets up and walks around, and all of a sudden, you know, they follow that title. Sure. Yeah, and then he said, he was like, oh, my God, they wanted titles. They wanted pic- I mean, they, they wanted signatures. They wanted pictures. And mm-hmm. I'm like, yes, work with this. Listen to Chase. See, what they're doing with him is what they did with me. If he listens to Chase and he does everything that Chase says, says then he'll tear he his, is gonna, his MCL. He will, t- <laughs> just dude. Chase is like the MCL destroyer. Yeah, because now 
possibly <laughs> Sensation's knee. Yeah. Which, by the way, I have to admit, Chase can Chase can fix a match. Yeah. Because He's Nathan went down. Job. Yeah, Nathan went down. I saw him shake his head no. Chase saw it. So I don't know how Chase does it, but on the spot, he changed the match. It's because he's a professional. He is. He didn't let it get to him. He changed the match. He made it work, and then he gave Nathan the time he needed to recover so we could get into our our spots we needed to be. So shout-outs to Chase McCoy, who once again fixed another match where an MCL was destroyed. (laughs) No shit. Uh, so next match, it was uh, the girls' match, which everybody loves to see in the Heartbreakers division come yep, down. They um, love that. Uh, actually, it was uh, when matches were being announced um, in January. Yeah, it had a lot of fans like, oh, is there no girls' match or anything going on in January? It's like, no, but they'll be back in February. Okay, awesome. Really excited. Um, so initially, it was supposed to be Stacey Shadows defending the title, but, but there was a reason she wasn't there. Yeah. And the reason is... She was actually at Ring of Honor because she's been getting booked a lot more over there for Women of Honor and was getting involved in their uh, first ever women's championship. It was a tournament for the title. So you had uh, Friday itself, she got to tag with Emma, who made her WOH, ROH debut, which is a nice rub for her. And then I think the actual tournament match, which was Saturday, it was her and Emma in the tournament match. Mm-hmm. So obviously she didn't go far, but still to be cons- But that's still an to, honor. to be that's... to be of the to be of the 16 mm-hmm. women that are involved. That's huge. It, it, that's that's huge. Yep. That is monumental. And then on top of that, you know, you can say what you want about Emma. I think she's a good she's worker. She's a klepto. Yeah, she's a klepto. She's a klepto. She's a klepto, but she you can know, work. She, she knows and she's also, an actual diagnosed klepto. Yeah, that's why she got suspended. <laughs> but that's that's the thing is that you know you can say what you want, but ultimately here's a former WWE name in Ring of Honor who could still be in and WWE. her and her first opponent in Ring of Honor was Stacey Shadows. That's a huge fucking honor. Do you want to know something? I've been asking Derek for a match against Stacy. I know because I saw you ask it at the North multiple times, and Derek. It looks like he's thinking about it because let's be honest here, she's bigger than me, and Is that she, that joke? she could no. She's she just going to fuck you up. She well, she would do that anyway if she wanted to. Um, well, she'll fuck you up worse if she if you're calling her fat. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying Stacey Shadows and her house has a panic room. Body wise, side, does she has a she has a panic room? They found a panic room in the house. Oh, they found it. Yeah, I was gonna say, what she, do those two big mother? They would kill any human being. That could you Roadhouse and Stacey? Could you imagine imagine a I'm human Adam. being that walked in their house trying to steal something? Mm-hmm. That person would not walk out of there in in, in, in in a whole body fashion. Yikes. They would murder them. But I've been asking about it, and hopefully Derek puts it together. Well, again, like we told you this at the Sake Buffet, this isn't the, it wouldn't be your first time working a guy. Yeah, I know. She worked guys for the longest time. Yeah. And with me being the smaller person in the match... I think it'd be. I think it'd be awesome. Yeah. I would. I want to wrestle her. I. 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 I want to wrestle her really bad. Yeah, I do too. I. That's why uh, when we did the RWA, you know, mixed tag match, I specifically wanted her to pin me, instead of get like, oh well, she's been the champion. What does that mean? Does that mean a future match down the road? Never happened. 
But that's neither here nor there. That's that's, that's not, true. That's but not. if you think about it, Stacy Shadows is one of honestly, she's one of you know the only women right now that could legitimately actually be in. Like she, she could be considered for I the RCCW a, heavyweight championship. I can torture her in a gauntlet match for BCW. Do you really? Yep. Oh, I'm so fucking jealous of yeah. you. But I'm saying if they wanted to, they could put her in the mix for the RCCW heavyweight title one day. Probably. Um, what was it? Uh, she's that tough. and that She's that realistic as well that right. she can hang with the mitten. So, and I, I, I don't disagree with you. Um, so, she was she was at Ring of Honor. So she oh, wait. There. We need to talk about the yeah, other we people. To, we, we yeah, my bad. Of, <laughs> we were way off the rails. Way off. Trying to get us back on track. My bad. Um, so, it was uh, Lena DeOro, Vanessa Azure, and Sierra Triple Threat. Your thoughts as you tried to finish your beer. I can tell they know each other. Yep. They know each other. Like, they know each other. And when I say that, I mean, they're so just right there. There's this point, they're right there. There's that point, they're right there. It's well, like, they've been working with each other for... Yes. They've been... So, when I look at the match, I'm like, they're too, like they're on point, on point. You know, I'm like, that's memorized. That's memorized. That's memorized. So I expect a good match from them because they know each other so well. So, like, anything less than a good match that I'm just like, that you know what I mean? Yeah. I won't accept anything else. And they did a good job. Yeah. Exactly what I knew they would do. But it's like they've wrestled each other so much. I they wouldn't know like the the crowd wouldn't know but I could just see like automatic mode at times. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, I can see autopilot. I could see autopilot at times. Sure. I mean that's bound to happen when you're always well like in you the and same. Me. It w- no for them it's yeah. it's even worse because it's you know they're usually the only people you know but it's like oh we want a female match oh we got you know Sarah let's bring in uh, Vanessa or Lena or both. And even if they try to mix it in with like, oh, well, I have this person. So, for example, it's a four-way at Showtime for them where they wrestled uh, Kara Nora. Or mm-hmm. I can't. I, when, it's it's one of the you know new female wrestlers from the Academy. I think she. Anyways, um, so even though she's added to the equation, you still have three people that when they do their shit, they're gonna know. They're just like, oh yeah, we'll do this and we do this. Well, again, blah, blah, blah. there's nothing wrong with that. No, is that I can just tell there's autopilot sometimes. Sure. Absolutely. And then uh, Vanessa ended up getting the win. And like I said, that's, you know, you see a lot of that where she gets a win and then people actually cheer. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of t- talk about but how. But why? Because they acknowledge that she's a good worker. Mm-hmm. And even though she's healed, it's like, oh, I love her stuff. Yeah, I'm really happy she won. And so I'm like, that's not what you're supposed to do. We got to bring up. She's uh, a we got we to gotta bring up the owner's daughter and about her side chick being all bloodied and death yeah. what did she say again she was worried this that that's good writing if you think about the storyline mm-hmm. when when the kids really the, the kids really wanted to see that match yeah um and they got they got their money's worth it was a good match um but i just loved how the owner's daughter was like uh her side chick on the side all bloody and dead and stuff and I was just laughing so hard. Yeah. Because guess what? Her side chick sorry, her main chick wasn't on the side and wasn't all bloody and dead and stuff. Nope. Did not happen. No bleeding on this show. No bleeding on this show, yeah. yeah. So then the, the Great the, match. Yeah, absolutely. The uh the semi main it was uh Adam Grace and it was supposed to be Nikki Duche, uh since he was injured. 
and he managed to find somebody, and he ended up grabbing Devlin Kane. And again, you know, Devlin Kane and Adam Grace have worked before at uh, Oshkosh at the Oshkosh West show last year. Um, you know, they were both excited about doing the match because again, they wanted to try to do some of that stuff and. I think I think overall they're pretty happy. What, what I didn't think? get a chance to see this show. You're a son of this a bitch. match. I, I I watched all of them, but that one actually. I apologize. Yeah, I mean, it, I I saw bits and pieces of it. So I mean, this is one will kind of unfortunately gloss over. But sorry, got, TJ. I'm not sorry. Not sorry. I'm not sorry. Do you think he'll leave and listen to this? No. No, he who, won't. Who listens to this? You're the third. This is the third most popular one. Yeah, but that's it's not like a close call. It's like a uh. it's a it's 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 a it is a consistent twenty downloads. That's not talking about listens. Yeah, that's just downloads. So, but no, it will get listened to. But uh, but yeah, it was a it was a good match from what I can clutch tell. Cam shaft. Clutch cam shaft. Clutch camshaft. Camshaft. <laughs> Love that guy. Keep going. Keep I love going. that guy. I'm just doing this because I believe he won't listen, so I'm just going to shit right. on him. But no, it was it was a good pairing. Um, they worked well with each other. They have good chemistry. Um, got to see the finish, which was beautiful. Um, but yeah, just uh, again. What I was just, the finish? Tell me. I, I Did know. he say a I saw the finish. Yeah. He said Nagi him, and it looked like it murdered him. Yeah. Yeah. He he likes to kill people. Yeah. I remember no, I'm I'm a liar. I did see that. You are a liar. He looked like he murdered him. You are because he landed I think maybe he landed on his shoulder, but it looked like he landed on his neck. That well, looked that pretty to Kyle bad. Kyle Roberts too. But... Oh, it was Kyle Roberts that he killed. Yeah, That's yeah. right. We'll oh get... god. Let's do we'll, this. We'll get to that. So main event it was uh no DQ. It was um it was Chris Black versus Kyle Roberts for the undisputed title. Which I'm going to start calling Kyle Roberts shoot kicker, kicking Kyle, kicking Kyle. Which he which he hates. Here's the thing. I don't know. All I know is I don't know the thing is from my own what I've seen. This motherfucker looks like he's kicking the shit out of people. So here's here's the funny thing about Kyle Roberts because I don't think he listens. I definitely don't think he listens. Um, so he did a podcast where he t- was talking about like, oh yeah, fans call me kicking Kyle Roberts, and I really don't like it. Okay, if you don't like it, don't fucking do it. He kicks all the time. Exactly. If you don't want if you want people to stop calling you, you know, kicking Kyle Roberts, don't throw every single kick in the fucking book. The thing is some of those kicks, like there are a few of those kicks I'm They're like stiff as shit. Think, I'm like, is he really actually kicking? You think him? I kick your ass? <laughs> is it is it worse with him? Jared Jacks wrestled him, he got kicked in the leg and he was like he got a Charlie horse. From the kick? Yeah. God. Dang! Did, did you were you about to? Did you just censor yourself? I moment? censored myself. God yeah. damn! <laughs> I censored myself. I actually thought of my parents. My dad's a pastor, so I had to like mentally. I quickly censored myself. Thanks. But no, so uh, yeah, kicking Kyle Roberts against Chris Black, and again, Chris Black is one of those guys that you know after the uh, after the January match where him and Kyle worked, you know, put on a clinic. The fans, God, were, yeah. the fans were cheering for him, and they're still doing it again. Yeah, and yeah. that's the thing. They recognize good talent. Well, Vic helped out with that, though, to stop that. But, yeah, again, it's Vic the whole Nicky Duchesne thing where it's like, he know, you know, he he's good about saying, like, oh, you might like him, but you are going to hate him because I'm going to make you hate him. Mm-hmm. Um, so the whole gimmick was that if Vic Ross was back, he had to be kept in order. And, he, and then it's like, oh, well, you're going to be handcuffed. And I, you know, I'm not. You know, those were on too tight, right? Yeah. But. <laughs> That's what happens when you don't know how to put on handcuffs. Who put the handcuffs on him? I think Derek. Really? Probably. Oh, man. 
Derek's not a cop, thank God. Anyways, um, so you had uh, I'm confused with that. Why, why was that? I don't know. Okay, all right. I'm just saying Derek okay. shouldn't be a cop. Okay, all right. Uh, Can you imagine Derek as a cop? I think he'd be kind of a pushover. I think someone he'd like he'd pull someone over for speeding, and he'd and they'd be like, "Listen, I, you know, I had my my thumb hurts." He'd he would, go, he "All would, right." He would be the guy that Derek. Listen, would, so now he, he would be the guy that <laughs> we're going to go on a losing spree now. <laughs> no, that's all right. But no, I, I feel like he'd be the guy that always gives the warning, which a lot of which <laughs> a lot of people, but a lot of people would be super grateful for. Don't get me wrong, but they then, would. But then the police chief was like. Your ticket numbers are way down. Way down. I actually have, I have many police officer friends. That's a real thing. There are warning cops that are, they don't, they just feel yeah. bad about it. But it's okay. I mean, he's not a cop and that's fine. But anyway. <laughs> Let's get back on track. <laughs> so he, uh, he handcuffs Vic. Um, you know, base or no, he said he's going to handcuff Vic and then says, well, I, I didn't say that you would be handcuffed to me. And then Butchie Davis came back. And Butchie Davis hasn't been out of show for quite a actually a long time, a good long time. Uh, Crowd yeah. knew they, but to them it they, was like that's but there's yeah, Butchie. They missed him. Yeah, they knew what they were saying. And then uh, I think that was uh, the one of the conversations that came. In, I think it was ASAP that brought it up that it would have been great if uh, Butchie handcuffed himself. They all you know jumble around and was like ha gotcha oh crap I that would have been great yeah oh my god but yeah so they they get handcuffed to each other so there there's a little bit of order maintained um kyle and chris had a great match uh the fucking table the table wasn't working with them the table that spot is going to be submitted to botchamania so. and i cannot i guys i love you guys and i'm chris black i love you i love you man i know but that table you guys could have just put it up against the the turnbuckles or something, but so Chris Black was determined to. to so, <laughs> so what happened is that right before uh, Kyle got thrown onto the table or onto the chairs, so they bent. And the thing is, is that like when Kyle got thrown onto the chairs, that looked cool. He bounced. He bounced off the metal chairs because of the impact. I was like, holy shit! Yeah, fucking killed. Took him. a power bomb on there. Yeah. So God dang, and then uh, yeah, God dang, God damn it. Um, I, I'm censoring myself. I'm sorry. It's my bad. My bad. No, I. I anyway. It does sound nerdy. So, uh, right after that, he goes grab the table. The table is obviously going to be flimsy. Devon, grab maybe the table. <laughs> so the problem was that the legs weren't the the table legs didn't have enough screws in them, so they were loose. So. <laughs> So he tries to set it up, it falls over. Mind you people, this is, you have to understand, the match is good. These guys are good workers. So now Which we're getting, hilarious. we're now getting about 10 minutes of a fight between Chris Black and a table. Yeah, it was a triple threat at that point. <laughs> it was a triple threat um, at that point in time. Oh no, more of a handicap match. <laughs> handicap uh, match. So, table had the advantage. So he, uh, he tries to set it up, falls down. <laughs> tries to set it up it bends far back mm-hmm. he rips it off and kicks it in the crowd kicks it in the crowd almost kills a fan he goes and boots the fuck out of Kyle yeah. Roberts yep uh, and then basically uses the bent chairs which was smart as a defunct uh, table legs which only made the table hot, you know, this far off the ground yeah supposed to be a little bit farther out uh <laughs> Kyle comes back, fights back, 
throws Chris onto the table, and, and then the table like, falls down. Slides, slides down again. <laughs> they get the table set up. I love throw, you, Kyle. I throw, love you. I love you, Chris. I'm sorry. Throws throws Chris back on the table. Hits him with a punch. Everybody's like, what are you doing? Yeah, because it, we could have broke. Yep. So they did the frog splash. But check this out, though. Here's the weird thing. Kane's, it was listening, and I was watching. Even though all that happened, when he hit the frog splash, the crowd still jumped up and cheered. They were The, the finish still worked. Right. So even though it got botched to all hell... The finish actually still worked. Sure. How the fuck did they pull that off? Because they're that good of workers. So then uh, Vic Ross on the outside throws the distraction. Uh, does a little scuffle with uh, Butchie Davis. Devlin Kane runs out. Gives Kyle Roberts a Nagi, Basically a straight up He one, killed him. A 180. No, don't say Uranagi. He gave him the murder. And call 911. I'm going to call 911. No, he gave him phone. the 180 degree rock bottom where he lands on his fucking I'm, head. I'm vo- I'm going to call 911. Don't actually call 911. I want to call 911 because that was a murder. Do not do that. That was attempted murder. Because then they're going to arrest you for falsifying a police report. All I'm saying is, is Kane attempted murder. That was way too much of a... Of a Kyle Roberts. That was way too much torque. Just, just the god dang spikes him, and then Chris Black gets the win. And now, who's the who's the champ? Uh, well, the guy that I just said just won. Yeah, Chris Black. Exactly. That's going to be good. He's going to be good as a champion. Oh, yeah. I see a lot of potential with him. I see great storylines. He looks like a champion. He yeah. has champion written on him. I think he should bite dress well. I just see him. He has done that. Yeah, I just see him. Holding that title for some time. In my opinion, he just looks great as a champ. And I really truly believe it's written so that he just screws a lot of people over. And I actually think he shouldn't have to really excuse me, defend it that much in it real in actual fair matches. I believe I think it'd be cool if he's just so above everyone else that a lot of people just get fucked over over time. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think he should actually have to defend it in real matches unless there's special events. You sure. know what I'm saying? I think that'd be great you think for he should be a Brock Lesnar. But without the MMA. I think he no, should No, like, be, I'm saying, like, they, they essentially the part-time... I think he should... I think... I believe that they should treat him like a part-time... Bring him in, have him do stuff. But I think they should treat him like a part-time champ... Because he's got that look, and people just simply don't deserve it in his eyes. So here's a gimmick that I see in my head. People, there's, there is, let's say you have, a, you have a, a tournament. The person finally wins the tournament. They are the number one contender. He congratulates them. There's only one thing. They got to, if they want to be champ, they got to wrestle right then and there. Well, the person just got done wrestling a 20-minute match. He and and if you think about Chris Black as in his nice outfit, looking cool and smooth, and that person has a choice to either accept that that he has that choice then, or that's it. He he loses the opportunity. Uh, the opportunity. I believe he should be treated as a as a part. Uh, be there at the shows, but part time defend the title. Okay, I think that'd be dope. Sure. So uh, that's that's everything for the card. Sorry, uh, I'm just throwing in my ideas. Oh yeah, no, you're Sorry. not wrong. So that's 
So, you know, as as we usually do with this, so, you know, kind of, is there anything that you would have changed? Anything you would have kind of jumbled around? Yeah, the table, I would have made the table work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's yeah. fair. Um, I would have, um, uh, and then I would have uh, made sure that the, uh, 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 the table would have, you know, worked some more after it didn't work. Okay, we get it. You okay. you wish the table had changed. No, ov- Anything else with the with uh, the night? No, overall, I think um I mean other than what I'm not supposed to talk about, them fuckers. Uh the night went the way it should have. Um it was a good night of wrestling and the fans were cl- clearly happy because if you notice, they didn't leave right away. Yeah. They stayed around waiting for something. That tells you something. Like Normally, people kind of clear out right away. Yeah, they get their coats and they and they go walk out. They did not do that. They stayed around and waited. Meaning, they enjoyed the night so much mm-hmm. that is there more? Is there something else? No, the night's over. Right. But they just wanted to stay. So RCCW was onto something, and I think they should. I think it's with Chris Black. It's whatever they're doing. Keep going with it. Sure. All right. Do I have RCCW nut all over my face? Uh, you do. Okay. You probably should get yourself cleaned up. Okay. All right. All right. Well, uh, let's plug <laughs> right. uh, RGG. What's going on with RGG? Uh, actually, we got some great stuff coming up. Uh, we got an awesome conversation between Ragbag and I. We talk about the idea of gaming being a disease. You get where you talk for fucking five hours. Uh, I, it might be two episodes. I don't know. Yeah. He might so this is this is what happened. Uh, <laughs> so we're hanging out at the Legion at the after party, you know, doing some drinks with uh with uh Devlin, with Nathan Sensation, with Vic. Um, just kind of hanging out, and eventually, kind of starting to get later. You know, some people want to go get food. Uh, some people need to go home. But uh, Nick comes up and is like, "Hey, so." You know, you're like, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's the third person as if you're not here, which yeah. you are. It's like, hey, so uh, Isaac is just gonna say here, and I suggested that he crash your place because you have room. Oh, okay, thanks for volunteering me for that. But I was like, ah, it's fine. Um, assuming that we're gonna leave relatively at a normal time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's like, oh, we're just gonna record our uh, podcast and everything like that. Okay, cool. So I'm um, I'm hanging out. I'm talking with some of the boys. Uh, they everybody kind of starts leaving progressively. Literally, at one point. At one point, to... I am literally the only person in the fucking bar. No, no, no. I'm sorry. There was a there was a bartender, his lady. I'm assuming it's probably his lady because she was she was not ugly. But what the hell is she doing at a place like the Legion? Mm-hmm, probably, mm-hmm, probably mm-hmm, something. Mm-hmm. So more than likely, that was probably his his lady, mm-hmm. or someone that he is trying to make his lady, um, or get pregnant. No, that's you. Is that just me? I don't think. I, his, that was I don't think goal. his name's Isaac. Oh, okay. Um, so, and I don't think her name was Stephanie. Oh, that's true. I yeah. love to get Stephanie's pregnant. Yeah, you do. All right, go ahead. So. Eventually, everybody kind of starts coming, you know, leaving. Everybody's you know, either they want food or they want to get the fuck home. Totally understandable. I'm just, I'm just drinking. I was watching uh, Step Brothers. Uh, what was what was on before that? Uh, it's not important. I was just watching watching movies basically. At one point, it gets to be like twelve goddamn thirty. Actually, it was one. Well, thing. hold on. Okay, it was it ahead. was twelve thirty, and I'm just kind of thinking to myself, and it's like, you know, I haven't seen these guys pop up in a while. <laughs> It's like, I, in my head, I kept thinking, 
what if they left? And like, God, no, they wouldn't. They wouldn't do that. Nick wouldn't probably said something. So it's like, okay, they probably still downstairs. Gets to be like two o'clock. <laughs> yep. And you know, mind you, that you know he he's closing up shop. He's counting the he's counting uh, the tab, the bills, all that stuff. And I'm kind of like, kind of like, all right, I'm gonna come and cut myself off because I just you know eventually we're gonna be closed. And I'm, and I'm like, I'm leaving. I'm gonna go downstairs grab myself. <laughs> I probably think that they left. And you motherfuckers are still talking. We're doing our podcast. Like, you guys have yeah. been down here since like ten thirty. Yep. And you guys have been like just talking forever. Yep. And they're like, oh, well, we took like an hour and a half break. I'm like, well, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least you got some good stuff. We did. It so, took forever. RGG's uh, regular guy gaming podcast co-host uh, Ragbag. Uh, it's either going to be a one or two part episode. We I'd, talk. I'd probably say two. Two part episode. Uh, we've got a awesome drunken. Oh, I forgot his gamer tag, so I'm just gonna go ahead and say Nathan Sensation. He was drunk. He shit. was drunk, but, but he, he didn't gave, have to drive. That's he, why. he did, but he gave he had, a great review of Monster Hunter. He had Nature's Painkiller. He did have Nature's Painkiller. He was walking great, by the way. Yeah, because of Nature's Painkiller. There you go. Um, and then uh, coming up soon, actually, is gonna be a hour. He, she gave me an hour-long episode with Jessamine Duke. She's back on the show. Back on the show, one of the best friends, part of the Four Horsewomen. And I'm not going to give a spoiler about possible wrestling away at all. Oh, that's definitely a spoiler. That's not a spoiler. I didn't that's, mention that at all. Eh, well, now people kind of think that there might be something. What? I said I did not know. There will you're be ter- nothing about... You're terrible at teases. All I'm saying is... is uh, it's a great episode. She gives more than what she needed to, mainly because we're good friends, and so she wanted you to... You got the exclusive. I, I kind of got some exclusive information, you so go. you might want to listen to it. All right, well, check out Regular Guy Gaming. How do they follow you on the social medias? Uh, I'm not a guest. I'm just... Am I a guest? Am I actually a guest? I you're, thought I was just... You're a... You know, you're actually, guys, I'll be honest with you. Really, it's easy. It's regularguygaming.com. It's Red Guy Gaming Twitter. It's Red Guy, Regular Guy Gaming YouTube. It's everything. But make sure you go to Grapple Talk, the flagship show, and that's really how you can find a lot of everything else. That please, really... Please listen to them. Yes. Please listen. <laughs> actually, their last show... Uh, outdid my show because they're they're being more they're you know yeah yeah they're doing more well like I said please listen to them so then they can get those numbers up yeah please listen to the the flagship show um, so that the most popular show was Deach and Dash but he doesn't do stuff anymore really he's taking a break taking a break so I mean the most popular show kind of turned out to be the regular guy gaming show then it would be you. Uh, now, now, now! I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry. What's up? The, the front runner is definitely the Ross Family Matters podcast. Oh, the, I'm sorry. I don't know what, what what what's that show? Oh, you don't know about it because I've never listened to it. that. I've never listened to that stupid nope. show. How do don't you know, listen to how, that show. How do you know it's stupid if you've never listened stupid. to it? I just heard about it. Do not listen to the Ross Family. Every time you listen to the Ross Family podcast, a puppy gets choked to death. Yikes! By Isaac. <laughs> Isaac chokes a puppy. No, this is where one of those assholes would say Isaac would crop Maga a puppy. 
So, Jesse, apparently we have to make a promo for our podcast, but I'm not exactly sure what we're supposed to say. Oh, come on, Nick. We just got to talk about Grapple Talk, where we talk about wrestling. It doesn't matter if it's the national stuff or the local stuff. That's true. I mean, regardless if it's WWE or our local talent, we cover it all. Oh, we also got to plug the social media. That's right. Facebook.com slash Talk, and you can follow us on Twitter at Talk. Man, that was a really good promo. That was. High five. Oh, yeah. Hey, everybody. This is RGG from the Regular Guy Gaming Podcast on the Grapple Talk Network. I think it's safe to say if you like wrestling, you also like games. So join me and my co-host Ragbag as we talk about old games, new games, games we love, games we hate, special guests, interviews, and of course, Ragbag's love for Luigi Mansion. That is all on Regular Guy Gaming. Check us out. Oh, hello. Do you like talking about life and the fun you have with your friends and games you play with each other and memories you've had over the course of time? (sighs) Nothing's better than family, folks. And here at the Ross Family Podcast, we really love having fun. Myself, Jack Spade, Victor Ross, Scott Williams. A turtle. Oh, come on, man. (laughs) Sorry. Oh, who the hell are you, Isaac? Thank you again to Regular Guy Gaming, Isaac Duncan, Maru, Fuckface, whatever you want to call him. Thank you very much for uh, sharing your insight and uh, just talking wrestling for a good over an hour. Uh, once again, that's a common theme for uh, for Regular Guy Gaming in this week is uh, talking about Smarks and how much he hates him, even though everybody says, don't give him the time of day. Don't. Don't do it. Whether you're regular guy gaming or intermediate guy gaming or regular girl gaming or just your name is Jim or Mary, don't worry about the smarks. They're fucking assholes, but hey, they're still getting their money. You're still getting their money. They're still paying to see you wrestle. And that's the beauty of it. You can They can say whatever the fuck they want. Ultimately, they're the suckers. And that's kind of the funny part. But again, that was Broken Hearts, Broken Bones, and of course, uh, as this records uh, and gets posted on Grapple Talk, it is going to basically be right on the heels of RCCW's uh, March Madness. It's an eight-man tournament in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Eight men compete for the number one contendership for the heavyweight title. I'm, I'm sorry, that was, that was just awful. And you had to put up with it, and I apologize. Uh, I, like I said, I want to talk a little bit about the Kevin Sullivan seminar before we wrap things up. I got to attend that uh, right after BCW over at, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, oh, Waukesha, Wisconsin. They moved to the new venue uh, from West Alice. And then the day afterwards, uh, Kevin Sullivan, who was in town already, uh, got a chance to uh, kind of share his knowledge to uh, some budding young talent. Uh, and also myself. He shared that with me as well. Uh, great guy. Great, like, you know. You share a locker room with a name, and nine out of ten times, the positive is always uh, the the uh, experience is always positive, um, and as exactly what it was for Kevin Sullivan at, uh, in Tatanka, who was uh, at the show on Saturday, and then Kevin Sullivan uh, did the seminar on Sunday, as I mentioned, and you know he basically kind of just talked about presentation, talked about gimmick. Um, at one point at the show on Saturday. Here he was talking about presentation with a couple of the couple of the rookies. So basically, it was three rookies and myself, and we we're just all kind of listening. And then all of a sudden, everybody kind of started paying attention. 
Um, and then four people turned into six, six people turned into 10. And as soon as you, at the moment, you know, it, it was basically the entire, anybody that was part of the show, uh, minus the main event and the ref, of course, uh, basically was in the back listening to Kevin Sullivan tell stories. And it was really cool because it was a small locker room and it was just packed. So everybody wanted to listen. And then sure enough, uh, the party had to end for a lot of the rookies. It was like, Hey, uh, he's going to be telling more stories tomorrow at the seminar, but Hey, we got to get the ring, uh, torn down and everything, but great guy, great guy. Tataka was great too. I don't want to overshadow that as well. Uh, really cool dude. Uh, both of them were great. And Sullivan, as I mentioned, the seminar, he was talking about presentation, talking about gimmick, um, took the time to listen to everybody's character. And, uh, if they were a trainee, they haven't even gotten in the ring. You know, what were they thinking about moving forward? Did they have an idea and kind of helping them mold that idea? And, you know, it was it was great to kind of bounce ideas off a guy that has been doing that for so long. So you can kind of figure out, are you on the right track? Are you kind of there but just missing something? And here was a guy to listen to what you were pitching and was like, okay, I could see it. Or maybe like, I, I don't get it. Or maybe even, oh, well, here's this gimmick, here's this gimmick that's also similar. One of them is going to get overshadowed. And, you know, he, again, with that and even with warm-up camps and, and just warm-up matches, got to see a little bit of that. Um, well worth the 30 bucks. I have uh, a lot of notes in my notepad. I got to kind of transcribe it because my writing sucks. Um, but a lot of that was just writing quick, so I didn't miss anything. So, again... Can't say enough good things about that seminar. Uh, by the time this is dropping, it will be on the heels. At, you know, that's a that's a theme. Uh, on the heels of another seminar that the Thumper's Den Wrestling Academy is putting together. It's uh, evening with Adam Pierce, 4 to 8 p.m. If you're listening, you kind of want to go out there. It's in uh, Cudahy, Wisconsin at the Thumper's Den Wrestling Academy. Details are on the Facebook page. Um, it's going to be an opportunity for Adam Pierce, who's Basically seen and done it all. He's uh, with creative with WWE, uh, has a lot of insight, a lot of knowledge, similar to a Kevin Sullivan, and it has the knowledge of what the WWE is currently looking for right now. And it's, it's a great opportunity for anybody, you know, a rookie or a veteran to just go and learn from a guy that has been all around and has done a lot. Uh, it's four to, four to six, I believe, is a lot of the, you know, kind of one-on-one, kind of learn a little bit. Uh, you know, just some knowledge, insight, and then six to eight is kind of the hey, it's it's free pass. Get a photo of Adam Pierce. You know, talk with Adam Pierce. So I think that part's a little bit open to anybody. But really, if you're in the area or you're willing to make the travel, make the trip, you gotta go. And it's twenty five bucks, so it's a steal. Um, so you, it, again, it's just because he's gonna be in the area because they got the live tapings uh, for Rise riding up with the crew and everything like that. So. Um, yeah, you should really go if you have the opportunity to, because if you're five minutes and you got 25 bucks, like, nah, I, I, I'm going to miss it. Fuck you. Just turn it off. You're fucking dumb. Thank you very much for listening. Hopefully it was worth the wait for this episode to drop. Hopefully it won't take me another goddamn four weeks to get this posted. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, this was bad. I really wish I wouldn't have taken so long and I wish I wasn't procrastinating as much as I had. Uh, hopefully the next time I drop, it will take at least a week. If not two, not four though. That's way too long. Riley factor, part of the grapple talk network. 
So many great shows going on. Ross Family Matters podcast is uh, definitely the star of the show. Uh, a lot of great banter there. It's a wrestling podcast, but not all the topics are wrestling related, but you can definitely share some stories, get a laugh or two out of it. It definitely uh, shortens the wrestling road trip because, you know, they're talking for an hour. Sure enough, you're halfway to your destination or a third or it kills time. And that's the important thing. You're laughing. You're not paying attention to the road. Although you're, I guess that's a terrible thing to say. You're not paying attention to how long you've been on the road. That's a better way to say it. You should pay attention to the road if you're driving. Uh, they got regular guy gaming, as I mentioned, you know, talking about video games, talking uh, with gamers that maybe you didn't realize were gamers. Did you realize that UFC fighters or former UFC fighters, you know, did you realize that they were gamers? Well, turns out they are. And they're not only gamers, but they're pretty hardcore gamers. Um, and then, of course, you have the flagship Grapple Talk, which is talking everything from local stuff to national stuff. Uh, everything recap in between. This week, I believe that they're going to be sitting down with the Beer City Bruiser, who just came off of his uh, uh, trip to Japan, where he's part of Honor Rising with Ring of Honor New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, definitely worth a listen there. Uh, Beer City Bruiser, definitely a friend of the podcast and the of friend of network so you know definitely check it out and uh, it, it's gonna be a good interview just because bruiser was so excited just out of the matches so imagine just like hey we're gonna give you this opportunity to talk go ahead and uh, it's definitely gonna be something that you want to check out but again the grapple talk network it's th- uh thank you very much for listening to just the riley factor but also everything else was on, on the network and it's all in one easy shop it's at uh podbean it's at itunes it's Wherever you get your podcasts, it's odds are you can get everything. And it's free. We give it to you at no cost. It's just the idea that for the price of nothing, you have to pay to listen to us. You have to pay the time. But, uh, yeah. All right. I'm going to wrap things up. I got stuff in the oven. I got stuff to make. I got I got shit to do. I got uh, – if, if I do more shit – I'm going to procrastinate more, and then this is just going to be awful, and then this won't be on ever. This will be on in December, so I just got to wrap it up. So thank you very much for listening. We'll catch you hopefully in the next one that doesn't take over a month.